Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Jesus. Lord, I'm so grateful, so thankful for the lives of your people. I'm thankful for families that Lord have brought into 2023. Lord, as a watchwoman on the wall, I'm thankful. And I pray that Lord, you continue to keep them, preserve them, move them from glory to glory. Let your kingdom indeed come in their hearts, in all our hearts. Lord, we may do your will. In Jesus' name, we say thank you for allowing us the privilege of seeing 2023. It's a privilege, Lord. You don't take it for granted. So we are on our feet with hands raised unto you, saying thank you for 2023. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I'm bringing a word to you and as I said, as I was saying, I am very particular about what I bring to the people of God. I don't want to come and speak my mind because my mind is unfruitful. But when God speaks to his people, that is when there's a performance. And for today, I'm ministering to a word, to a word I've titled, Living Profitably. Living Profitably. You know, this morning, God said to me that this year, I want you to take my people through practical word so that they may be able to apply it to their lives. And that's how the change and the transformation and the harvest will come to you. Because sometimes you know, we come, we shout and everything, and you, you, you don't pick it. But I'm taking it in a way that it's going to enter into your spirit, if you open up your spirit. Amen. And I know you have. Living profitably. Living profitably. I'm reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, the verse 14 to 21. A gospel of Jesus, a parable of Jesus. I was for the kingdom, Jesus was telling his disciples, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto him them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to one another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability. Say according to his several ability. Amen. And straight away he took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made another five talents. And then, likewise, he that had received the two, he also gained two more talents. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had the five talents came and brought another five, saying, Lord, you gave me five talents. Behold, I've gained beside them five more talents. And his Lord said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy, the celebration of your master. Then the servant who had also received two bags, of, the, the servant who had also received the two bags of silver came and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I've earned Two more. 
And the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I'll give you many more responsibilities. Let us celebrate together. Then the one who had been given one bag came and said, Master, I know that you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant, gathering crops you didn't cultivate, and I was afraid to lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money. Take it back. The master said, you wicked and slothful. The king James says slothful. I like the word slothful. That's lazy servant. If you know I harvest crops I didn't plant and gather crops I, couldn't, I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? So that at coming, I would have even have gotten some interest of it. Then he, he said, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten talents of silver, ten bags. To those who, to those who use well what they have been given, even more will be given. Put that in your spirit. To those who use well what they have been given, more will be given. Even more will be given. And they will have abundance. But to those who do nothing, even what little they have been given, even what little they have been given will be taken away from them. Now, throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. To throw this slothful, unprofitable, unproductive servant into utter darkness, where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, a quote came to my spirit as I was writing what I was hearing. And I, I, could, I couldn't find who said it. I don't know whether it is Plato or a man called Ralph um, Emerson. But what came to me is this. If, if life must be lived, it must be lived well. If life must be lived, it must be lived well. So in my pursuit of finding who said that, I came truly to this man called Ralph Waldo Emerson, who even elaborated more. And he said, he's a philosopher, an American philosopher. He said, the purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to, to be honorable, have lived and lived well, to be compassionate, to have to have made a difference in others' lives. Amen. So the purpose of life is not to be happy, but it is to be useful. Most of them, we do many things in the quest for happiness or to be happy, but sometimes not so useful, even to ourselves, more or less to others, our family or society. In the bit or the name of being happy, sometimes we even do crazy things, make crazy decisions. And these days, it's even more so where it is said that if it feels good, do it. It's a lie of the devil. Because, you see, if it feels good, do it. Leaves no boundary. And you know that life without boundary is chaos. If you are a person and you have no boundaries in life, I do what makes me happy. What happens is that you destroy your own self. And destroy those around you. Because you see, to be happy has no limits. The things that we we'll do in the name of happiness has no limits. Somebody annoys you, you could even take a gun and shoot that person to be happy. He offended me, I shot him. Feels good. But is it profitable? So from today, beloved, don't live the life of I want to be happy, so I'll do it. Think, 
Is it profitable? Does it bring production? And in a uh, new season, does it, will it bring forth a good harvest? Amen. You must understand this, that our lives are seasonal. We are here for a season. Today is 2023. Many didn't see 2023. May their dear departed souls rest in peace. For them, it's over. The time is over. But so long as you have life, and I thank God that we all have life today, and so we can change, we can readjust, we can you know, retune ourselves and refine ourselves. So then we will live life not just to be happy, but to be profitable, to be useful. And I'm telling you, if you live a fruitful, profitable life, you still will be happy. And you have more than happiness. You have joy, which is the fruit of the spirit. Hallelujah. Are we together? Amen. So Jesus was speaking this parable to his disciples. We call it the parable of the talents. And you know, parables are simple, everyday illustrations that bring wisdom. Jesus spoke a lot in parables. And sometimes the disciples will ask him, why are you speaking in parables? He said, to you has been given that grace to understand. But to those who don't believe, they, they have no understanding and they cannot understand. So whenever Jesus spoke a parable, it was a lesson. It was a life lesson for people. Amen. Those who believed. So I'll advise you, go and read the Bible parables of Jesus. If you have a good, good Bible, that is the old ragged cross. When you open to the Gospels, those are the words read in, written in red. Read them. Amen. So Jesus spoke in parables. And the parable of the talent is a very powerful one. I read it to you. A moment to go. So I want to go into it. So Jesus said, a man was traveling and he gave his servants, he delivered unto them goods. And the word of God says, according to their several ability. <clears throat> so everybody has what you can take, what you can do, what you are capable of. You can have twins. One can do this, can't do this. One can. These are the several abilities, the differences, which are not bad, which are good. Because if anybody's talking about um, diversities, diversities was long before people started these days doing all kinds of diversities. Because God created every one of us beautiful, crafted in his image and after his likeness with peculiar features, peculiar nature. And what I, amazes me is the thumbprint that no thumbprints are the same. And if you look at when there's a thumbprint, the lines, I mean, they're simple lines. How can you change them to millions, millions of people in this earth? No thumbprints are the same. It's amazing. Because the lines in the thumbprint, I don't think they're more than 20. I'm yet to um, find out. But when you put your thumbprint, I put myself, they're different. And that's how I can be able to identify criminals and all that, and also for identification. Amen. So every one of us has been given a different ability. According to our several abilities, God has given to us. And I thought about it, and what came to me was that the talents, and in my word to you today, I'll use it for life. Every one of us has been given life. But we, we, we say often that the gift of life. Yes, life is a gift. Bible says children are a gift from God. So your, your whole self, spirit, soul, and body, you are a gift. Oh, church, you are a peculiar, special 
Wonderful gift. Amen. But to the story, he said he gave to one five, to one two, and to one one. And everybody went off with theirs. And the master also went away. And when he came back after a long period for accountability, and that's another thing we must understand. That's a, there's a day of accountability. There's a mighty day of accountability where we will have to give to God an account of what we did with the gift he gave us. That is the life. And then also, even whilst we are alive, there are many times where you'll be held accountable for something you did or something you didn't do. So there's always accountability for whatever we do. Amen. So these three people, one went, made five more. So he got ten. The other one went and gained two, two more because he had been given two. And he, he got four. Then this one, this one, went and digged a hole in the ground and put the talent in and buried it. So when the day of accountability came and they all came to present what they had done, it was a different story. And I want to tell every one of us that God has given to you the gift of your life with talents. You have talents, you have treasure, everything. God has given you so much. Every one of us has something that we can do or something we've been called to do. But I'm telling you, what are you doing with the gift of life God has given you. There's, there's a time when we must sit down and think, what am I doing or what have I done so far, especially today being the first Sunday of the year 2023. If you turn back and look into 2022, what did you do with your life? I'm asking you, what did you do with your life? And this was, I said, I'm speaking to you on living a profitable life. What did you do with your life in 2022? I see that God has given unto us, you know, a page. I know because I've seen it before where everything you have done is read out. So every one of us, God has an expectation for us. God expects something of you. That's why you are still alive. Those who have finished their race, finished their course, they've been called home. There's nothing more for them to do. But for we, the living, God has an expectation for our life. And what we do with our life is so important because the day of accountability will come. Where the giver of life will come for the gift, the, the life that he has given. And the preacher in the book of Exodus chapter 12, verse 6 to 7 says that, Or ever else, or ever the silver cord be loose, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the dust or to the earth that it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. This is a popular funeral scripture. We are not having a funeral here, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's really something we need to understand. God is a spirit giver. He's a life giver. So he has given us our lives for a season, for a season whilst we are here on earth. And a day will come when the spirit will go back to the spirit giver. And then you will give an account what you did with the gift that God gave to you. And I, I, I was thinking this morning that what will be our account? What will be my account? I said, what will be my account? What have I done with my life? What am I doing with my life? Will it please God or will it not please God? So we have been given life. Talents, we've been given treasure. We've been given so many things that God has given you for a purpose. 
That's why I, I always talk about purpose. I, I, I'm beginning to sound like a broken record. But your purpose is so important. Because if you come to this world and you don't fulfill your purpose, you might as well not come. But you've been called and brought into this world to fulfill a certain no, purpose. And I said a few days ago that there's a greater puzzle. And you are a piece of that puzzle. And truly, if you look into your family, you see that you are a piece in that puzzle that when, if we should take that piece out, your family won't be the same. Your family won't be the same. But when we put you in, then it's complete. It is whole. Amen. But God will want us to give an account of what we have done with the gift of life he's given to us. Now, the one took five and made five. He led a profitable life. He worked with the five talents. He did well. He you know, really pushed and did what would give him more. So by the time the master came, he brought that which he had made, and the master was pleased with him because, you see, he put the five talents to maximum use. And as I say, when I say talent, think about it, your life, that you put your life to maximum use, amen, to be useful, to be profitable, not only to yourself, but to everyone around you, to the whole world, amen, to the nation. We are all in Ghana. We do a lot of complaining, but you have to ask yourself, what is my profitability in the, 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 the whole piece of our nation? I told you, I think last, was last year, how one day I got up and I was disturbed about, you know, a certain, it's not even a runabout, whether it's a runabout or a triangle, it's in front of our house. But it was so overgrown, so overgrown that when you are driving, you know, you really need to be careful because a car will be coming, you will see it. And I said, how much will it cost me to find somebody to weed this overgrown patch? So it was, I called somebody, and then somewhere there, I think, I think they called some two boys, we paid them, and they weeded that patch. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And whilst they were weeding, the people from, and I'm, I'm calling them out, the people from La, whatever, I think some, one of them was driving, early Sunday morning, and then he stopped, he said, what are you doing? And someone was there, so we, someone asked, we are, we are weeding this place. They said, oh, we're even, come, we're even thinking of coming to weed it. Oh, yeah? Then some, someone was taking pictures, right? Yeah, someone was taking pictures. And why are you taking the pictures? Why are you taking the pictures for? I'm sure he was thinking he was going to the newspaper or to social media. No, we just want to add to what God has given us. Every one of us here, if you're a Ghanaian or you're not a Ghanaian, you live in this country, you are here for a purpose. This is your home. You can go to Timbuktu, go to the moon and back. We are Ghanaian. You are Ghanaian. You are Ghanaian. And we even have someone like Gisela who is a... Uh, and Ghanaian now, right, Gisela? Four. So we, we must add what we can to the nation. Then we are profitable to the nation. Amen? I'm talking about living a profitable life. Hallelujah. The second person did the same, but he got according to what he had been given. So one got five, made five, got ten. This one got two, made two more, and got four. No, you can't compare. In life, look at this. No two fingers are the same. Some fingers are longer than others. Some are shorter than others. But to make a strong fist, you need all. You need all. So nobody is more important than the other. In order of importance, nobody is more important 
than the other. But profitability, yes. Some people are more profitable than others. And it's my earnest prayer this morning that after this word, you will decide that I want to live a profitable life. I want to be profitable to my family. I want to be profitable to my community, to my nation. I want to live a life that is profitable. That when I stand before the giver of my life, I will have an account to give him. And you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the celebration of your master. Hallelujah. So these two people did this. And the master was pleased with them. Then comes this one. He said, master, I bring you back your one talent. Very annoying man. He said, I bring you the one talent you gave because you, I know you. You are a wicked man. Hey, hard words. A harsh man. Investing crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. So that means that in his heart, he had a beef with a master. He had a certain kind of hatred with a master. I use the word beef because that's all you're hearing, beefing, beefing, beefing. You know, and, and sometimes I wonder about that. That people actually are interested in beef. People are beefing, insulting each other. And if you look at their views, likes or views, and then you have put a nice, powerful sermon that will help somebody's life, then you get 20 views. They don't want to hear good things, though. People want things that are unprofitable and useless. What are you getting from two people fighting and insulting each other? Nothing. And all these things are things we must take into account in 2023. Even our choices, our likes, our choices. What are your choices in educating yourself? Don't say, oh, I finished university 40 years ago. No, you are still educating yourself. Anytime you wake up in the morning, anything new that comes to you is a form of education. And bit by bit, it, it changes you. One of the things that really upset my father is telenovela. When you see somebody who's Indian and they are speaking, they translated the Indian to tree. It's a Kwame. And it's an Indian. Why did we have a quote? It's an Indian man talking. And it's so crass and crude. And my father says that, listen, what is this? Because we have a different culture. They have a different culture. And so somebody has poisoned somebody, and they are so dramatic. Somebody has poisoned somebody. Somebody has gone to, you know, do something bad to somebody. And we, our children, they love it. I remember one time there was a little boy who said somebody was going to die. I think somebody died in the tele television. Not this little boy. I think five years was crying. What's wrong? It's a, it's a, I think Kunkumbaja or something. Somebody is dead in Kunkumbaja. Crying. That's how emotional the child was. So he was being fed kunkumbaja every day because the mother loves kunkumbaja and is watching every day. He's being educated. That kunkumbaja is educating him. So when he sees people poisoning people and all that, so over time, over two years, over one year, your mindset will change. There is somebody really you need to get, you want to get rid of somebody. You can't. You can poison the person. That is why our culture as Ghanaians is changing. We are changing the things we didn't do before. Now we are doing. It's all these imports of different kind of cultures. We are being educated every day. Put this in your pocket. I am being educated every day. Even in your interaction with the people, you are being, somebody should stop me because I think my mouth is running fast. Every, even your interactions with people, you learn 
something every day. And so I saw this unprofitable cell. He had a beef with this master. And he said, you are, you are a wicked, slot, wicked man. So I took your money and I went and I buried it. I hid it. And here's your money. Take it back. He didn't want to make profit for his master, thinking that that profit would go to his master. But you see, he didn't understand that that profit would be given to him and more would be added to him. You see, in life, when you think you are doing somebody wrong, Oh, maybe the profit was coming to you. But you spoiled it. That's what happened to him. They were, the man was going to give him back the profit. And as he did with the other ones, give him more than what he had even made. Amen. Praise the Lord. This was a slothful, lazy servant. And he says, secondly, he was afraid that he would lose the one and went and hid it. That was the second reason. You see, fear, I keep on telling fear will stop. Fear will not allow you to you know, fulfill your life's purpose. Be afraid is the worst thing that you can do for yourself. If there's anything we need to get rid of in our year, in our, this is your new season, is the spirit of fear. And not only fear, because fear is an emotion. Any emotion, whether fear or anything, any kind of emotion will instruct your actions. So be careful of the kind of emotions you harbor, whether hate, um, you know, lust. When you say, oh, I can't control myself. As for me, when I see um, this, I have to eat it because I can't control myself. It's lust. Lust is not just sexual. Lust can be even in the things that we want that we can't, anything that is beyond your control. It's wrong. So I'm talking about fear and every other emotion. That it was an emotional thing or an emotional decision, secondly, that made him hide the talent that he had been given. And all these two things made him an unprofitable servant. He was unprofitable to the master. He was unfruitful to God. Hallelujah. And that's why he said, you are a wicked and slothful servant. If you knew I reap where I do so, you could have taken it to the bank, invested, and I would have had my profit. These three people represent people in life. All of us here, everyone of us can be found in one of these three people. Some are very productive. Some are semi-productive. Some are unproductive. But today, this word is coming to us so that we'll all become productive. I'm not talking about wealth alone, but I'm talking about how we use the life that God has given to us. How I use it. If today God was to call you, if we were to die today, what would be your testimony before God? And I thought about the lying tributes. You won't go to any funeral and find that everybody, somebody has said, this man is this, was that, or this woman was that. That what we heard the only ones in Akuse. A driver died, and his brother came and said, my brother was a bad man. He came to declare his brother was a bad man. And I think my husband, he said, Nanda, today I've seen something I've never seen before. Somebody actually testified of somebody's bad behavior, and he said all the bad things that the guy was doing in their family. But apart from that, go to any funeral, and then the testimony of everyone would be great. The person never went to church. The person never loved God. He said he, was a, he loved God. And they are lying. The person maybe was a wife beater. He said he, he really was a good husband. And there is a wife's children and a very wonderful father. And the mother said this woman was a godly woman. She loved God. She did the work of God. It's just for cosmetics. You know? But let the truth come before the giver of the gift. Amen. And let the truth be in the hearts of people. Because when I read all those funny tributes, people are sitting and say, yeah, right, yeah, right. We all do, we laugh. Because we know it's one But live your life profitably. Amen. So that God himself will be pleased with the account of your life that you present before him. You come and do a presentation. And that presentation will be pleasing unto our 
God. Amen. Now, what will you present before God? Number one thing I believe is that our love for God, the presentation on how we have loved God, because God says that this is the, the only thing that he desires from us, he requests from us, that we should love him with all our hearts, all our minds, and all our might, and serve him with that. So your presentation about how you related to God, how will it be? These are questions for consideration and later meditation for us all. You know, because God says that that's the first thing, that's the only thing he desires from you. Deuteronomy 6, 4. He said, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. So in that presentation, if today you are supposed to make that presentation, how has been your love for God, your service to God, and everything to, towards God? part of your presentation. Then the love for others. How has been your love for other people? How have you related to other people? What have you done with your life that has become impactful to other people? Not just your children. Because you see, when you say, oh, I've identified, your children are your responsibility. If we are talking about impact, you don't only impact your children. They are your responsibility. No, it is talking about outside your immediate family. What has been your impact on society? There are some people, they came to this world and their impact on society was terrible. I always mention Adolf Hitler. People who have wiped out nations. That was their impact. That's what they use, the, the gift God has given them to do. But we must come to the place where if we are to make a presentation to God about our love for people, for others, it must be a great presentation. God must acknowledge that, yes, truly, you love people. This morning, I said, first, I don't want my matter to be long. But let me tell you this. I was in a coma once for two weeks. And when I went into the coma, my spirit left. So I knew where I went. I remember everything that happened to me. One of the things God said to me while he was bringing me back, he said, but I'm, I'm sending you back. At this time, I didn't want to come back. But when I think about the wickedness of man here on earth, you've made it. You are before God. Why come back? to face another people, to face another whole something like I'm facing now. No, let me stay. But he said, he said to me, do you remember this person? I'm not boasting, telling you the truth. And the apparition, I call it the apparition, came of a man that I used to go to church with. He was blind. But I realized from his shirt that the shirt was supposed to be a white shirt, but had turned creamish brownish. I looked at him, I realized he was unkept. So every Sunday... I'll give him money. And I calculated how much a meal costs. And I'll, I made one meal a day times seven and give it to him. And I did it so faithfully that, that I was in Legon. So I go home for weekends. That's a Sunday I don't go to church. That the care could do it for me. You know? And I kept on. He also helped. Like that. In the coma, when I came before God, he said, do you remember this one? And a person came. The man sitting like how he always sits like this. I said, Yes. I said, yes. Then another one came, a woman. She was a fishmonger. And she, she, she would always come and make the fish. And then she, when you are, she's, you are telling her, oh, give me the intro, because she would dress the fish. She said, oh, no, no, no. I'll throw it away. Oh, you have a dustbin at the corner there. I'll put it in as I go. And it was so. But one day, God said to me, watch her. Then I said, ah. That I said, why do you always want to throw the intro there? Then she said, oh, ma madam, 
you know, I don't have money. My husband has left me, I think, with about seven children. And she said that she doesn't have money for school fees and clothing and things like that. So when you go to get the fish, you have money to also buy the fish. So they give her six or five, seven pieces of the fish. One is her fish. That's her profit. <clears throat> but in order that she'll be able to buy food and other things for her children, she'll sell the seventh one also. So, and she'll use some of that money to buy um, condo and all that. So they, they will eat banku, akle, or something with pepper. And the intros. She make you use the entrails for, for soup. In fact, I felt it deep. I said, you fish, you know. Fa. So mama, baby. Now it's okay, you've you've already you know, scra- you know, scraped the fish. If you don't take one, then I'm not paying you. I'm not buying. Take your fish away. But I knew she wouldn't do that. <clears throat> so she took the fish. A lot of things happened between she and I. But she came up. God said, Do you remember her? I said, Yes. They said, That is why I'm sending you back. He said, Nana, you have loved my people. So I'm sending you back to go and tell my people that heaven and hell is real. Go and tell my people to get ready for the second coming. Go and tell my people that many of them will find themselves in hard positions because they say they are saved, born again, but they are living the life of unbelievers. Go and tell them. That's how I came back. So you see, your love for people is being recorded. Anything you do for, against, with anybody is being recorded. And so we must live our life profitably one to the other. Amen? And then finally, for yourself. Take care of yourself. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Your mind, your spirit, your body belongs to God. That's why God says that anybody who destroys the temple, he will also destroy. So God has given you a gate. And then you abuse your body. You destroy your body. Evil things. Bad things. It feels good, do it. And that and that. Listen. When you abuse your body, God will not be pleased with you. So those of you who always are thinking sometimes of suicide, don't dare. For anybody who commits suicide, you are going straight into damnation. And I know there's somebody here who has been considering sometimes. Your end will not be peace. You will miss heaven straight. You get a free first class ticket to hell. Your body belongs. So yourself, be profitable. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Amen. Love and so do the best for yourself in as much as you can. Amen. And then, listen, we must think, so how can we be profitable? I want to end right now. How can we live a profitable life? The first thing is the, the foundation of everything is the word of God. Take heed to the word. Amen. Take heed to the word. He said, how can a young man keep his way from sin? He said, by taking heed to the word of God. God was sending Joshua on a great mission to lead his people into the promised land after Moses died. And this is the instruction he gave him. He said, with this you have good success. He says to him, he said, be strong and be of good courage. For you will divide the land unto these people. He said, be strong and very courageous. But, he said, but this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But thou shalt meditate on it day and night. Meditate on the word. And do according to everything that is written therein in it. 
then you make your way prosperous and you have good success. Your life will be profitable. When we take the word of God, we receive it, we live it, we act upon it. Say so your life will be profitable. You will make your way prosperous. Our new season, the year of our new season, I want change in my life. I need serious change in my life. We want change in our lives. We don't want to be the same. Otherwise, there will be no point of this new, whole new season theme. We want to be changed. We want to be transformed. And a few days ago, the Lord said to me that, listen, Anna, whatever you've been doing right, intensify it. Do it more. So I got that. Listen, that whatever I, I, I'm doing right, I should do it better. I should do it more. And whatever I'm doing wrong, I should stop. Simple equation. Simple equation for a productive life. We need to seek productivity in our lives. We, we need to, to be people who impact our world. Amen. Number two, plan. You must have a plan for your life. Many people ask them, oh, what are you? Oh, I don't know. I'm just waiting on God to see. And they've been waiting on God for 20 years. More words than action. This year, add action to your words. Plan. What is your plan for this year? What's your plan for your work, your body, and everything? Let's plan. Because if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Anybody who fails to plan, you know, you are just like the wind. Any wind will throw you left and right. Left and right. Before, you know, 2020 is up and you did nothing. You did nothing positive. You did nothing constructive. You did nothing productive with your life. Maybe some, but on the whole. And you, you become depressed. Because, ah, so 2020 is between. 20 is past. And, and, and what happened to the time? Time is not waiting for you. If you have to do it, do it now. Amen. Thirdly, have a right mind. Have a right, a right mind. Bible says that God has not given unto us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love. And then the one that I'm nailing is and of a sound mind. A sound mind is a mind that is able to make right judgments. To be able to say, this is what I ought to do. This is not for me to do. Have a right mind. Be right thinking. Positive minded. Amen. Your mindset should be right. Some of us, we have good mindset. Others also have mindset that the devil is using. You know, but if you have a good mindset, your action will also be good. But if your mindset is wrong, it will be mischief in some money, all kinds of things, backbiting, frontbiting, you know, destruction, doing things that will not help you. What do you think of? What are you thinking? What do you think of? What occupies your mind? Let's have a right mind. Amen. Hallelujah. You must decide today that I want my life to be profitable. Because whatever you do, or whatever you are doing, doesn't just affect you. It affects everyone around you. And that is the most serious thing. That maybe I'm doing this thing, I'm doing this, and it's okay for me. But have you thought, is it okay for your wife? Is it okay for your children? What you are doing, is it making your wife happy? Is it making your husband happy? Is it making your children happy? That is foundation. Then you go up. What I'm doing, does it benefit society? Does it benefit others? No, because you see, people everywhere are always watching. People learn more by watching or observing than by what is said. So a father said he was doing something, and his son said, but daddy, you can't say, hey, 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 listen to what I say. Don't watch what I do. Oh, boy. Children learn more by observing than by what we tell them. And so we are seeking to live a productive life. Amen. And so we'll live lives that will benefit our lives, 
benefit our families, benefit people all around us. And when you are living a productive life, listen, you don't need any, uh, what do you pick up? Somebody say, oh, I'm going to have a shot of brandy to pick me up. Listen, when you are being productive, you don't need anything to pick up. You are already up. Yeah, because you wake up in the morning with joy. You are excited because you are going to the world that day to do something that's of benefit to yourself and to others. Living a productive life. Amen. Productivity in life. Fruitfulness in life. Positivity in life. This is what we are talking about for the year 2023. Living profitably. Every day, wake up. Today, I will live a profitable life. And by the time you go through that, and I keep on saying for three months, it become a habit with you. And you realize that, yes, indeed, everybody is benefiting from your life in one way or the other. It could be how you speak to people. It could be an encouraging word. Somebody comes to tell you a problem. They say, eh, oh, eh, that's what killed my uncle. You've cut the person down. But let our lives, let our words be edifying. Hallelujah. Let's all live a profitable life in Jesus' name. You want to rise up this morning? What is the true testimony of your life? Not that which you paint, but the true testimony. Because we all know ourselves. Are we profitable? Are we productive? Is our life edifying others? Do we think God will say to us today that enter into the rest and the joy of your master? Will God say that? And what are you doing with the gift that God has given you? Are you working to to double it, to make it better? Or have you hidden, thrown care aside? Living out the way you want to live it out, which does not benefit anyone, including yourself. Because sometimes we live a certain kind of life, it doesn't benefit anyone. We think it's benefiting even ourselves, but it's not. The end of it is destruction. Bible says there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end of it is destruction. But God hasn't called us to destruction. No. He has chosen us and called us unto salvation to inherit that greater promise that the death of Christ brings to us. The promise of eternal life. Life forever in the presence of the Lord. Well, we stand before him and he will say, enter into my rest, you good and faithful servant. You've done so well. The testimony of God. This morning, you want to lift up your voice and talk to God. The Lord, I want to be profitable. I have decided, the Lord, this year, I want to do better. I know it's going to cost me more, but I will do better. Because I have a life to live. I have a world to impact. I have lives that I need to save by the grace of God. I have a vision. I have a purpose. So, every one of you, nobody can do it for you. You will do it for yourself. Pray this morning. Pray for yourself. Pray, please. Pray for yourself. 
don't think you are hurting somebody. You are hurting yourself. God will go and come back to you. Pray this morning. We want to be better people. They knew you. Thank you, Jesus. Pray. Somebody pray. God will answer you. I was born to be his wedding place a home for the presence of the I don't sing, pray. Christ, pray. So let my life now be separated unto thee that I may be what I was born to be. Don't be quiet. Pray to God. Ask for change. Ask for help. Emmanuel Ask for help to stop that. Emmanuel. His name is called Emmanuel. He's God with us. Revealed in us. His name is called Emmanuel. I just feel the entrance of the Spirit of God's presence in hearts. I was born. Lift up your hands and allow Him. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me with your wisdom, with your strength, with your knowledge, with your power. Change me, Lord. Transform me. Renew me. to be his dwelling place oh Jesus a home for the presence of the Lord so let my life now be separated on I may be what I was born to be. Emmanuel, 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 his name is called Emmanuel. He's God with us, revealed in us. His name is called Emmanuel. Oh, Father, Lord, I want to pastor productive people. 
people who are in progression to great productivity. And I want to stand with a good testimony about everyone you give me the privilege to pastor. But I want a right-minded people. I want a people who will rejoice at the end of their lives in the choices they have made because they heard your word. Oh. So, Father, this morning, I pray for every life here. Lord, release your spirit's power into their hearts. That which is a stronghold that has allowed them to be who you have ordained them to be. This morning, I pray for your intervention. Deliver us, oh God. Help us. I pray, Father, Lord, may the hearts, my God, these hearts that, Lord, you have entrusted into our hands. May these hearts be right with you. That it may be well with them. I pray, Father, there will be no loss. I pray, Father, that, Lord, when you sit and they come before you, it's not before judgment, because there is nothing that should be judged. But then they'll come to you and you look upon them and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. This morning, church, may the Spirit of God help us. I pray for profitable lifestyles, profitable decisions, profitable actions, and even feelings that lead on to being profitable and productive not to yourself alone, but before God and to all those that God brings into your life. May God bless us as a church. May God bless us as a church family. May we be that testimony of Christ that when anyone meets us, they have met Christ. May our very presence exude God's presence. 2023, I pray upon you the strength of the Holy Spirit, the strength of his voice, that you hear his voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I pray that may his voice of conviction be strong upon us. That when we take the wrong turn or make the wrong decision, may he be quick to convict us of sin and bring us to the paths of righteousness. In the mighty name of Jesus. This one, I pray that may the Holy Spirit strengthen you and help you to live a profitable life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Amen.